Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hello, Lucy. Hello. And we have a special guest <laughs> joining us this week, Mr. Alex Waite. Hello, sir. Hello, everybody. Stepping in for Adol, who is off in Canada, being cold, mm. I imagine. <laughs> I'm drinking nice beers, probably. <laughs> We're going to drink some nice beers. Let's open some beers. Alex, I'll come to you first. Uh, what are you going to drink first this evening? I'm going to drink the Fine Ales Farm Brewery Beer Life Balance Citrus Grisette, first of all. Mm. It's a refreshing orange and lemon farmhouse ale brewed in celebration of international collaboration for the Citizens of Everywhere project. It's a Beer 52 beer that has been sat in my fridge for a while. Yeah, nice. So, immediately we know that you are qualified to be on this podcast because uh, <laughs> you've also sold out to the beer 52 gods yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect amount of beer for yeah. me in a month can't drink when i'm working but it fits in perfectly to my days off yeah <laughs> nice nice that's good lucy yes what are you going for first i am gonna drink a beer from whiplash first it's their northern Ooh. lights uh yep. micro ipa it is 2.8%, so starting off low. And uh, let's have a look. Um, it's got Vienna malt, oat malt, wheat malt, caramel malt, mosaic, and big secret hops. Um, yeah, I think they have announced that they're opening up a like brewery tap room or something like that. So, oh. yeah, it's time for us to go to Dublin. Yeah. I think. Where they, that seems like where a good idea. Having a it's always time to go to Dublin. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. I want to go. Yeah, after Brexit, I'm not going to let this in anyway, so I should go to <laughs> <laughs> Stop border. They might they'll let us buy flights and get there just as soon as with others. No, sorry, turn around. Please leave. If you go via America, it's fine. I wonder, <laughs> I could probably swim it. If you're not training, I could probably swim. Fuck, I couldn't do that. It's not that far. 30 yards out. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it, is it uh, further than the channel? Yeah, quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> I reckon you could probably swim from South Ayrshire to Northern Ireland and then just walk over the border south. Okay. That's my plans, anyway. Sure There'll be people with guns and dogs and passport checks there as well, so mm. I don't know. Um, That'd be so tiring and cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> On to better things. Um, I'm also drinking a beer. Of course. Uh, I'm going to be drinking Final Pulse, an IPA from Wylam, which is 6.8%. Um, what has it got in it? Hops, Simcoe Cryo, Centennial T90, and Eldorado T90. Does it say what else? Just says barley, gluten, and wheat as two of the allergens. Doesn't tell me any of the yeast. And that might not obviously be all the malts in there either. Barley mm. and wheat, obviously. So I'm going to crack that one. Alex, we'll come back to you first. How is your beer? It's good. <laughs> That's the best I'm giving you. Uh, very, very citrusy. Yeah. Um, quite straw-coloured, even though it doesn't mm. look that straw on the camera. It's quite but, hazy. 
Yeah, it's definitely hazy, uh, translucent. Um, there's a lot on the back of the tongue. The sour notes are right there, but it's not enough. I had one, I can't even remember what it was the other day, that was just too sour for me. And this yeah. is just, just the right amount. The, okay. the lemon is just right at the back. Hmm. So we had the discussion of what a grisette was uh, the first time it popped up. Um, and all mm. I remember was that it's another word for like a prostitute in like French. Um I can't remember I'm exactly sure what. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember exactly what style it was, but um, but yeah, was it was it a sour style? It wasn't a sour style, was it? Was it? It's. I think it might just get the sour from being citrus. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, That's just. I think it might just be a side effect of it. Yeah. Um, because this is just orange and lemon that's in mm. sitting in this, um, and the lemon. You can't really taste it, but you know it's there. Mm. The orange you can definitely taste running through all the way. Is it hoppy? Um, not really. It's not jumping out. Yeah. It's it's quite an odd. I think the the orange is definitely masking a hell of a lot of flavors there. Right. Mm. It's it's hiding a lot. There's it's really odd. You can't really smell a piney. You can taste more pine than you can smell it. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Peculiar, but that—that's definitely in there. It makes yeah. me think of farms. That's all I'm getting from well, this. Is farm. It, it, a grisette is uh, is actually like a saison. So yeah, there you farm. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I thought because you you mentioned. Did you say it was a farmhouse ale and then it say is a, grisette? That, so. that wouldn't explain it. Yeah, it's farm brewery, so that would yeah. certainly explain it. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Good, good. Is that um, have you polished off that box from beer fifty two? I have no idea which box this is. They all tend to go in the fridge and get mixed up as I'm moving things yeah. around. Um, it. I'm sure I've got the the uh, associated book kicking about with it somewhere as well, <laughs> along with the other thousand that I've picked up over the time. Yeah, <laughs> just in a giant stack somewhere that you've flicked through, just leafed a yeah. few pages. And be like, oh, I'll come back to this later. Definitely, that's, that's a night shift read. That is, and yeah. that I never do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Lucy, mm. how is the whiplash? It's pretty, like all whiplash Ooh, beers. That's it's a big like, head. Yeah, they often do have like you know large white foamy uh, heads. Their, their mm. beers. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the same color. Well, probably a bit lighter than Alex's. It's it's very straw, very yellow. Yeah. Um, very murky. Can't see through it at all. Um, in terms of aroma, not really getting much. Getting a little bit of like citrus um, coming off the hops, but not a lot. But it is two point eight percent beer, so yeah. not really expecting it to blow your head off with aroma. Did they did they call it a small beer, or is it just a, a... micro IPA? Okay. Uh, yeah, taste wise though, you are getting a lot of like light citrus, like slight mm. lemon. Um, Maybe a little bit of mango and passion fruit. Um, yeah, they, they've packed a lot of flavour into it, considering it's two point eight percent. I think like it's been a trend recently, hasn't it? Like low ABV beers. Yeah. And just trying to see if they can get all the you know all the flavour of like I don't know four to seven percent IPA in um, such a low ABV. And yeah, they've done it with this one. Um, it's not as flavourful as other Whiplash beers um, because I love Whiplash. I mean. Their beers are incredible, like just juicy IPAs. But mm. 
Yeah, so it is pared back a bit slightly um, compared to their other like uh, beers, but to be expected, it's 2.8%. But yeah, they're getting a lot of flavour in it. Um, it's not too hoppy, it's quite soft as well, so... Yeah, I'd expect the hops to be a little bit more um, pushed forward a bit more, but but yeah, it's nice. It's it's really easy drinking. Yeah, especially if what two point eight percent, you could have. Mm. Kind of <laughs> it's it's definitely two. what you want from a, a small beer or a, like a micro mm. IPA, as they call it. Something that's that's still got a bit of a punch, but mm. is you know is even lower than a, a session beer, really. And is is that just that that little bit easier to kind of yeah. go down? So. Yeah, yeah nice. I'm getting a bit of hops at the back end of the taste and a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of pine as well. But yeah, it's really, that's a really good beer. Happy with mm. that. It's very <laughs> nice. pretty. It is. Uh, so my mm. final pulse is a little bit um, slightly darker, but it has got that, that slightly straw, slightly yellowy hue to it. Um, it's not maybe quite as uh, sort of juicy and orangey in the colour that maybe the flavour kind of leads you to. Uh, on the nose, it was very light, getting a little bit of sort of tropical fruits, but there's kind of a bit of a mix in there. It's a bit hard, at least from, from my first nose into it, to discern exactly what those tropical fruits were. But as soon as you drink it, you're mm. instantly getting um, a little bit of melon, maybe maybe a little bit of like lychee in there just backing mm. it up slightly there's this kind of lovely fruity juiciness to it that is then just sort of like dulled very slightly that you kind of expect from you know a slightly more soury kind of uh tropical fruit and it's not it's not sour to taste but it just dulls that big juicy hit back a little bit and there's there's not really any kind of bitterness on this beer either um, it just kind of very easily very slowly disappears after that fruit is just just dulled down very slightly um, and I know it's what 6.8 percent mm. so I'm not getting any of that alcohol but it's 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 a beer that kind of I don't know whether it's just from what you've been saying Lucy I kind of almost imagine it's a similar kind of experience to yours where you're getting a you know a nice flavor that just just disappears and mm. isn't quite a big kind of punch that that maybe you sort of you expect from this um i think they said it was centennial simcoe and centennial uh an el dorado so i don't know maybe it's maybe not doing what i thought it was going to do but it's doing something very very nice and yeah. making it a very easy very easy bit and i mean i'm already that far down and i've poured in <laughs> you know the rest of the can there's only a very small part in there still so this is going to go down super super quickly yes. which is fine that's okay yeah that's what we do here it is, it is. <laughs> so let's move on to our topics for this week alex as the guest i'm going to jump to you first excellent what would you like to discuss <laughs> um i've been really busy so big meaty games are the games I shouldn't be playing. Things like Red Dead, things like Assassin's Creed, things like The Sims. So yeah. what I've done is spent most of my time recently playing The Sims 4 on Xbox One. Um, but it's quite a boring discussion. So I'm no, going to talk about... <laughs> okay, we'll come back to Sims 4. <laughs> um, but I'm going to start with Captain Spirit. Yes. 
so I was quite excited to play this when it was first shown and then first came out for free download and I never got round to it. Yeah. And so I turned it on today knowing that I needed to talk about something and it's a quick play. It's mm. really short, but it packs in so much story yeah. which you're really not expecting and it turns quite dark very quickly. Mm. Uh, so the, it's Don't Nod game, same as Life is Strange and it fits into the Life is Strange universe and apparently... The, ca- the character appears in Life is Strange 2, which is my next game on my list to play. Yeah. Um, but it starts off, you're this little boy in his bedroom, and he's playing with his toys. And it's nice and simple, probably put about 9, 10 years old. Same age as my own son, so I thought this this could prove quite interesting. Mm. And I just enjoyed the game. So it's somewhere uh, Chicago area. And mm. it's very snowy. It's winter. Christmas is coming, and he's he creates a character called Captain Spirit. And you walk around the house. It's a small house, two bedrooms, one bath, mm-hmm. one lounge diner, and you find out so much about him and mm. his dad and his mom and the story that's gone on there. Yeah. And there's very very dark undertones, which are never really pushed on you. Mm. And it's yeah. only when you think about it that it really hits you. And it's kind of stayed with me. I don't know whether it's because I've got a son that age myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of the other situations apply to me. He's much more interested <laughs> in Minecraft and Fortnite than inventing <laughs> superheroes, for example. <laughs> but I I mean, I love the play style of these games. I yeah. really, yeah. really enjoy them. They're just everything about them works. You can mm. see how this was a quick release. Certain things they've done in the game, which is the sort of things you'd see in a cheap film where they've turned away the camera so you don't have to watch the effect of him pouring milk out of a bottle. They don't have mm-hmm. to animate that. So mm-hmm. it just sits just above the glass that he's pouring out of them. There's things like that. And the fact I noticed them probably means most of the players would as well. I'm not very observant <laughs> when it comes to that sort of thing in games anyway. Um but I absolutely adored the experience. It mm. was so quick, and I sat and played it just over lunchtime, and I thought initially, this is a good game for kids. Mm. Very quickly changed my mind, just because of the language <laughs> that's, that's in it. <laughs> well, the, the undertones, yeah. not so much. The language yeah. that appears for yeah. a yeah. lot of, a fair proportion of the story. It depends how quickly you progress through. Yeah, because um, his, his single dad is uh, a main character in it. Um, he's, him, yeah. he's the only person there yeah. for the boy. Um, but so, so what's happened is that the mom isn't with them any longer, and you can tell it's had an impact on the dad. Quite mm. a nasty impact yeah. in that breakfast time, he's drinking three cans of beer for breakfast. I mean, everyone does that. <laughs> and then well, he goes... Sits, sits <laughs> we're, we're recording at like nine in the morning, aren't we? Oh, of course <laughs> we are, yeah. I've, I've not looked it up. <laughs> um, yeah, a bottle of whiskey while he watches mm. the game. Things yeah. like that. So he's, he's really struggling with what's mm. happened. And you find out as the story goes on why he's struggling so much with it and why he can't get the closure that he needs. Mm. And... The boy is just a boy. He can't understand what's mm. going on. Why would he? It's, it's not his job to understand. And he gets... He doesn't show any frustration, but you can see that it's there. And mm. he knows that what is happening in his life... Or You can choose if he knows what's happening in his life. Mm. I'm being deliberately <laughs> boy, because this is right at the end of the story. Okay. And it's set up in 
rather than a linear story, it gives it gives the illusion that it's non-linear, but mm-hmm. a lot of things are linked to each other. And you have a list of things that he wants to do on his Saturday. He wakes up, he does this thing, and his dad's like, right, go off and play. And it shows you this piece of paper where he's got all these ideas on what he wants to do. And you follow the story through, completing these ideas. And it's all set on their um, on their plot of land. That's it. He's got a house, a tree house, a garage, and a mm. pile of rubbish. And that's what you interact with. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And it's they've managed to fit so much in to this tiny, tiny workspace. Mm. It's so efficiently made. They they should be really proud of themselves for for bringing this. Yeah. Very yeah. much, yeah. That's it. As you say, it's um, consistent through like all of their games. Just mm-hmm. the amount of like environmental storytelling and like the amount of exposition that they pack into, yeah, like, little spaces, little like things that you just think are banal and just you know like a regular bedroom, but they put so much like characterization and detail into yeah. those small spaces, and yeah, it really portrays like a really in-depth story and yeah i really want to get around to this i, I just haven't <laughs> so this is easily a job about it now yeah i know it, that's what it is it's like i know it's so short that i'm just not even <laughs> i'm just like yeah i'll play that it's not going to take me long i'll play that whenever yeah. there's no achievements though, Lucy. yeah i know that that was a reason why i was like yeah maybe i would this off a bit longer (laughs) but um yeah because life is strange one i have the first episode and the second episode is coming to game pass Mm -hmm. so yeah i do want to play especially like um all the talk of like the subjects that they tackle in life is strange still want to get around to that but it's like i have to play captain spirit first yeah (laughs) captain spirit's all about the letters there's a yeah. lot of letters involved yeah. in it, mm. and opening them in the right order tells quite a scary story, mm. which is very apt for our current times, particularly in America. Mm. Um, and so it's it's a fascinating tale told yeah. through so little, and I, I just I never really clicked with the characters in the first Life is Strange. Mm. I little bit too old, little bit too non-boarding school, a little bit too male maybe, all of those things combined together. (laughs) And I I just didn't really click with the characters. I thought the gameplay was exceptional Mm -hmm. and the later storylines were amazing, but the Mm. early storylines were just a little bit too highly emotionally charged for me to click with. Um, But I, concerningly enough, I I can link up more with a alcoholic father and a nine-year-old boy playing with his superhero <laughs> figures. Um, but it's, I, I don't know whether it is the fact that they've crammed so much in that you can't help but be drawn into the story that it's been mm. crammed in that short. They're not aiming for a playtime. They've got a story no, to they're tell. Not. And, and again, not everyone's going to have that, uh, that, that same experience. You know, not everyone that plays this will have a kid, uh, you know, mm-hmm. of a similar age as you do. Uh, there will be a lot of, uh, of female players for this as well. Uh, you know, considering maybe their audience for for the first Life is Strange um, series, uh, I just think they they did really well to just pack in a super rich uh, mm-hmm. narrative and um, and and set of kind of set of tools which give really good exposition. Uh, there's lots of stuff that you can you can miss and just not miss, but you just don't have to engage with. You don't have to pick up. You could mainline things. Captain Spirit in about twenty minutes. Yeah, you could. You could fly through it, everything. really. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So there's a lot of stuff that you might not pick up on. There was there's a there's a moment where um, I walked. Uh, or the, uh, took, I can't remember the lad's name, but took him into the parents' bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there's is there a record player in there? Yeah. Yeah, and you put on you put on the record, and then he like, just lies he, there. He gets on the bed and just lies there, and I just went. Well, I could get up, or I could just, I just this is yeah. this is a real yeah. like nice moment, and actually, yeah. I kind of want this lad to sort of sit here and listen to the song and kind of, and I just sat there for the what the, the minute and a half or two minutes, whatever length the song is, just mm. letting it go. And as soon as it then looped and started playing the song again, I'm like, okay, now we can kind of we can move oh, on. God, That's yeah. been like a nice yeah, little yeah. moment for me. And there's there's it allows you to kind of play through this and experience all of these things, but it gives you gives you those little spaces to breathe as well those little moments to pause and kind of take everything in that you've experienced and to connect with the character and to maybe see the the experience that they're having from their Mm. perspective so yeah i don't don't think it needs to necessarily you know it, it speak to uh spoke to you alex as the the situation you know having a son that's the same age but i don't think necessarily needed to it it, it probably couldn't you know at least it did for me it just drew me in enough that i'm like this is actually really really good and they've done really well in making me connect with this this young boy Mm -hmm. um so uh, it's 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 one of those games that i think i i played through once and i'm just like there's extra things I could have done as well. Right. I'm thinking, will this lead into um, into Life is Strange season two? Is this the character I'm playing? Because it, you know, it came out and I played it before we knew any of the information yeah. about yeah. The, the second series. True. Um, and there was like, you did this and you did this and you did this. And there's other stuff that I hadn't done. I'm thinking, does that lead into it? Surely it can't, because otherwise everyone would have to play the prequel to to load that. So there's loads of stuff that I didn't do, mm. but I didn't feel the need to jump back in and do those things. It's like a lot of the games I play. I'm like, that is the experience I have had yeah, with that character. Absolutely. And I don't think another playthrough of it will give me much more, except for just like tick boxes. Like, yeah, I, I collected all of these things and I did all of this stuff. Um, that is the one... only reason I replayed any of Life is Strange season one is to go back to the achievement. Just take yeah, those photos. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. save those damn pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I, the same as you, you had the experience. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. Particularly if you did the bedroom the same order that I did, that short interlude of listening to that record was important for what you just picked out of the wardrobe, yeah, which is yeah. the order that I did it. And I'm suddenly like, right, okay, I need to relax here. And then just afterwards, I went and did something else, which had another bombshell attached to it. So I went back and played on the mini game for far too long as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they, they, they're perfectly placed. You can sort of imagine the push and pull at the studio where the exec said, right, we want you to produce this free game and it needs to be out just after E3. Right, okay, what's the budget? Well, it's very little. Make it small. And you can just imagine the, the production team just saying, the creatives just saying, no, 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 we've got this story to tell. We're going to tell this mm. story. Okay, mm. here's your budget. Right, we've got a really small plot of land, really small this. Let's make it work. And they've mm. crammed so much in. Yeah. There is zero, there's nothing given away at all by, by virtue of story. It's all there. You get everything you need to know. And your mind does everything else perfectly. Mm. Yeah. It does, yeah. Who'd have thought that short games can be just as good as long ones? Maybe even better. 
<laughs> I don't know. The Sims 4, you tell your own story. That's the key. <laughs> I've, currently got, I've currently got a top of his career writer, a top of her career actress, uh, and two children. I am nailing nice. this. And they're, they're in a 300,000 simoleon house. I am rocking wow. it. <laughs> no cheats. No cheats at all. Ooh. Apart from in the console version do have to use the uh, the keyboard console to reset the sims from time to time because as soon as you have a baby involved and a high chair mm. all of the programming just fails <laughs> it is amazing how bad it goes what you need to do is have the child send it off somewhere else grow up and then come back in when you don't need the high chair anymore that it just there you go ben ideas ideas like, like high chairs in real life really it just trashes yeah. everything like, oh I sat and, I sat and I thought, I wonder how long I can watch this loop play out for her. Mum picking the daughter up, putting her in the high chair, taking her back out, putting her on the floor, pick her up, put her down, and it went on. It went on for a good ten minutes. Just don't get a high it. chair. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does work as well. I could, I could just leave them, sit on the floor, and eat Not your really dinner on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Sims Four is a good, great time sink. You should get into that, Lucy. Yeah, I, I really want to. <laughs> like, it's there on my hard drive, installed. It's that two different scales of things for you, Lucy, isn't it? Like super mm. short game, yeah, massive forever game the end of the that time. you can just continue yeah. with. Constantly. I don't know if I ever told. I'm sure I told this story on this podcast before, but uh, the first Sims that I had, like my friend, lent it to me um, at school, and I literally played it for the rest of the day to the point where you know I, I had a headache, <laughs> and then I took the next day off school. And it's like, instead of resting up as I should have, you I just played it all day again. Yeah. Obviously, was... is there any other way? No. That, that's that's what I don't want to get into. <laughs> where I'm not showering, I'm not eating, I'm not doing anything apart from playing The Sims. Mm. Suddenly it's midnight. <laughs> it's like, oh, where's, where's the day? I haven't even eaten. The yeah. Sims have eaten lots, but I haven't eaten what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, I'm just going to grow my own little plum bob and it's just going to be red all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've played a Sims game since the second That one. was the best one for me. Is that the one uh, that had it? tons and tons of expansions that let you go to a like a, town, a separate town centre and... I think yeah. that was free. Things like well, that. Was that do have that as well. Sims, Sims 2 definitely had tons of expansions. Okay. That was the first mm. one which let you have pets. But obviously that was all played mm. on PC so you could download yeah. all the mods as well. The shower yes. that perfected yeah. everything sent mm. sent them all over green bars. That might be, <laughs> might be, yeah, yeah that, that might, might should stop. I just, I, don't know, I, I just liked it for the house building. Just put in the cheats, get that, as much money as you want, and then just build fun. absurd yeah. mansions. Yeah, right. There's there's plenty of stock absurd mansions because I've spent some money mm. on the expansions for Sims Four <laughs> some and money. some money. <laughs> I've not got all the expansions, but I've spent mm, some money. No, because you, you still have a roof over your head. <laughs> <laughs> got, got, got to use that EA Access discount somewhere. Um, and there are some absolutely bonkers houses. You would love it, Ben. You would nice. love it. There are some That's amazing good. ones. Oh, and then you, you just stick screen... a basement on them. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> to screenshot them and um, send them oh, over so I can be, when I'm just sat here, someone's like, can you build a house for me? I'm like, yeah, of course. You need a sex dungeon, don't you? I, I, I can put that down. <laughs> Just take it a stock Sims 4 house or something someone's great and be like, this, this'll do. That'll be fine. Uh -huh. yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, 
Have we got anything to finish on on uh, Captain Spirit? I think I've said everything that needs to be said. It's I couldn't say anything better than they've managed to say in the game. Yeah, mm, they've, they've nailed it. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I assume it is still free, still freely available as well for anyone to. to I would expect so. I would expect yeah. so. I don't think they could get away with charging and not giving achievements. In all honesty, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a perfect advertisement for why people need to spend money on Life is Strange. Mm, and yeah. nothing will advertise it better than that game. Anyone who's on the fence just needs to jump on Captain Spirit, and they know they need to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Simple, yeah. Lucy, have you mm. played the first episode of the new Life is Strange? No, no. Um, I haven't seen it get too much press. Um, when it first came out, I saw you know people talking about it, but I think it's probably because it's you know second season. You know, um, mm. it's not really as much of a surprise anymore. Sure. Um, so maybe that's why. But yeah, I, I hope they're doing well. I hope it, I hope it sells pretty well. Yeah, and I, I know they came out a month or so ago, or a few weeks ago, uh, with their dates for the rest of the episodes, aren't they? And it will oh, conclude. Okay. Yeah, I think it concludes oh, this year. So the final episode comes out in December. Well, that's I good think. that now people know because for ages they didn't, and it's like, yeah. you know, TikTok, it's been a while, um, which is to be expected. I mean, these things aren't made overnight, but. Yeah, just giving that transparency of like, okay, this is when the next episode is coming and just stuff like that. So that's good. Yeah, and I, it's it's a funny one because I haven't seen since the, um, since the initial chat around Captain Spirit, I've mm. not really seen it talked about anymore. You know, it's not it, yeah. it, it didn't come back up in conversation when those dates for uh, you know for Life is Strange season two, kind of uh, were released, and mm. you think. They'd want to push this as much as possible and be like, "Hey, look, come and spend forty to forty minutes to an hour and a half on this sort of standalone free episode and get a feel for, uh, you know, what we're going for in the in the in the next Life is Strange." If you maybe didn't play the first one, you don't know what this is about, sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, did you, Alex? Why? What? What pushed you to play it? Um, I've been wanting to play it for ages. I thought it than it was. What I should have done right. is looked up at the length, and I probably mm. would have played it months ago. Because yeah. this is—it's a perfect one for uh, the family are out at football training or something. I could have bashed it out while they were at football training. Yeah. Um, to be honest, today it was because I needed something that wasn't Sims to talk about, and I thought <laughs> if I can get through some of this, at least I can have yeah. yeah. I've got Life is Strange two season two sat on my Xbox, ready and raring to go as well. Mm. Um, but going back to what you were saying about the transparency thing, I think that a lot of players who played season one picked mm -hmm. up after it was finished, and it was mm, it had all yeah. been released. And I think that the real hype for it came when people were saying. Oh well, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, uh, sorry, um, Telltale's Game of Thrones was rubbish. Yeah, it was what bad. should I play instead? And by that point, Life is Strange season one had finished, mm. and they've gone look at this. So a lot of the hype picked up after it had completed mm. the yeah. first and season. It was, like touted for like a lot of you know, like Game of the Year awards, mm. not not Game of the Year, but like you know the different categories like best yeah. narrative and stuff like that. And so so yeah, I think. It got a bit more press after that, but yeah, it's. It might have even won a BAFTA. I can't remember, but but yeah, I need to I need to play it. I need to play it. 
<laughs> do it, Lucy. Do it. Yeah. Right after this, absolutely it. smashed and play it. <laughs> Weep constantly. Oh, yeah. oh, I cried at the end of the first first game. Oh, yeah, it was so messy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Nice. Um, how's everyone doing on their beers? Is anyone ready for a second I'm ready. beer? Ooh, yeah. Alex looks I like he's ready. Be ready. Yes. Yes, I, I can also be right. I was wondering whether we should move on to Lucy or whether we are prepared for our next um, for our next beers. Uh, Alex, as you are ready, we'll, we'll come back to you, see what you're drinking next. Uh, the Ramsgate Brewery Spread of Democracy, 5.3% Baltic Porter with spruce tips and juniper berries. So this one jumped okay. out at me. That's, yeah. <laughs> because of the juniper. I've yeah. got a big thing about gin at the moment, mm. and the juniper juice. I thought, I wonder how that's going to work because it's obviously very, very dry. Mm. Um, but this is a full-bodied dark ale with tones of coffee, chocolate, juniper, spruce, and smoke. Um, nice. Okay. It's an interesting group. Uh, it's from Estonia, or oh, it's in collaboration with a brewery which I'm not going to butcher their name. Uh, from Thailand in Estonia, so we'll see how this comes out. Mm, the capital. Who is, it? Who is the, the the first brewer? Ramsgate. Ramsgate Brewery from Kent. Hmm, I've never yeah. had anything from. from no, I don't think I've It's another one of the beer fifty-two citizens of every. Mm, okay. um, that seems like a good box. Spread of democracy. Mm. This is dark. Very dark. Slightly political this week from Alex with his beers. <laughs> yeah. <What> is... <laughs> yes. It must all they must all be the same from the same box. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just I've just seen the title of my third one I've got lined up as well. <laughs> oh, you've got a third, <laughs> Jesus. I've got a third. I'm, I'm on it. I'm back. We'll let Alex we'll let Alex he's on his little he's on his little his little cans as well, isn't he? We'll let him have a third. Yeah. Lucy, <laughs> yes. what are you drinking next? Um I'm drinking a beer from Siren Craft Brewery. Nice. It's called No Biggie. And it's a West Coast IPA. Uh, okay. Uh, yep, there's some flavour test. It says West Coast slash East Coast. It's all good. Here's a citrus pat, resinous, dank, and hop forward classic. Can you really call it a classic if it's like... Well, I guess I mean classic is in the style, maybe. Maybe maybe not the beer itself. Anyway, <laughs> deep tropical fruit notes and a bitter finish wrap it all up. Uh, dry hopped with Mosaic, Centennial, Chinook, and Simcoe. It's 6.7%. Nice. Yeah. How do they They say uh, the, the first sentence of their flavour text is East Coast, West Coast, it's all good. Is this mm. spelt the same way as, as Biggie? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Biggie spelled B I G G I E. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is a West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. We all know that Biggie mm-hmm. is from the East Coast. That's why they. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, we all know that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My second beer of this evening. So, I've already told you guys what the name of this beer is. Um, mm. Doesn't make any sense. It is hashtag www. O O O O O O dot D D D six O's. Uh, it's from Cloudwater. It's a collaboration oh. with Against the Grain. So I thought it was going to be like one of those. Is it Lost and Founded ones that mm. you just cannot tell the name of? Well, the, the Lost and Founded. No, they folded, didn't they? Lost and Founded. Did they? they stopped brewing. Yeah, that was a little while ago. Yeah. Is it because nobody could 
understand the names Discern of their beers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like know. searching for it on Untapped. Oh, we can't show how amazing this beer is because I don't know what the name of it is. 2.222 yeah, pale like, ale 17. Yeah, yeah hashtag this. Yeah. It's yeah. So weird. That's a shame uh, if they have. Yeah, oh. I, I'm sure we talked about that. Probably. Maybe I just talked to myself <laughs> about it. Um, so, the cloud water. We teamed up with Against the Grain for the seventh in a series of collaborations celebrating our first festival, Friends, Family and Beer. To brew a smoked beer that doesn't fit typical style guidelines, it has a complex malt base akin to an old ale, including malt we smoked ourselves using wood from bourbon barrels. It was fermented using a clean lager yeast. So, the info on it is... Tells me what I should get from it. What I should get from it doesn't tell me all of the ingredients, though. Don't Cloud, Cloudwater normally tell you all of the ingredients? They've they, they started slacking. This is it. Where are all the ingredients, Cloudwater? It is 7.2%. Um, it does tell me what I should have. Sweet caramel and toffee, plum and macadamia nuts. Mm. With a building smokiness, rich and full-bodied, yet with a dry finish. Lasting smokiness mixes with herbal notes. Still don't know what's in there, so <laughs> that's fine. It doesn't matter. I'll pour it, and we'll come back to you, Alex. How's the beer? Uh, it's very, 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 very dark. Yes. Um, it that that's black, not brown at all. That is very dark. Smelling on the nose, smoke, pretty yes. much purely smoke. I'm getting on the nose. <laughs> um. The juniper's definitely there. Mm. It's basically a standard pour. The coffee's really strong, but the juniper seems to hit first, which okay. is quite strange. But mm. you definitely get that as it as it as you're taking the sip. The juniper just covers your tongue. It's very quickly taken over by the the burnt coffee mm. taste. Uh, mm. I'm not getting the chocolate at all. The spruce okay. is in there. You can it does feel like you're chewing down on a tree. Um, <laughs> I think bark. <laughs> yeah, it's a delicious bark that is. It's quite an odd profile. It starts off quite sweet, hmm. and it definitely descends down into bitterness. Mm. Quite, you can feel the, the the change across your tongue, which is quite strange. I've not really had anything like this before, where it's got yeah. that sort of profile. It's interesting is the the only way i can quite describe it it's i think the it's a little bit too burnt for my tastes okay right a little bit too much on the smoke and the, the coffee side of things it's more mm. like a rash beer rather than just a porter yeah the, porter, you're not getting it's a bit chocolate as you say but you're not getting yeah, the chocolate's not sitting there at all you're yeah. not getting any of that it's an odd one i'm not saying i dislike it mm. but it's i wouldn't choose this one again off a shelf okay. purely because of that burnt taste a little bit too much unless i'm sat by a campfire i'm not drinking this beer <laughs> <laughs> when you're already assailed with smoke from mm. somewhere else that's that's the key yeah yeah it's yeah it's so strange it's so Is strange that... with that sweetness to start mm. it's really peculiar usually it finish this sort of thing finishes Hmm. Get that beer to wash first, and then it sweetens up. But starting on the tip of your tongue with the juniper hit, yeah, it's quite peculiar. Yeah, I'd never expect that in like a porter of all things. No, 
It's very strange. Leaves it incredibly bitter aftertaste. Yeah. Mm, has it got any sort of you know with uh, along with that juniper with that initial kind of taste? Has it got any sort of like spiciness to it at all that like leads into that that smoky or that slightly woodier kind of taste? Or is it is it just like a, a you know it's like a super dry kind of ginny, it's... slightly slightly sweet. It's like the sort of sensation you get pop a pomegranate seed. You get right. a hit of sweetness. Mm. You're not getting the dry at all from the juniper. That that's coming from the the coffee later on. Mm. Yeah. But you get that hit of sweetness, and it is like a sweetness very quickly washed over with the coffee. It does just taste like a bad coffee by the end of it. <laughs> a coffee that's brewed for a little bit too long. <laughs> um, with a bit of gin on it, just to it's, spice it's it up. Strange. Get your morning going. I think I need to add some tonic. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really peculiar flavour. Mm, just give it but... a little bit of little bit of a carbonation as well. Just, to, mm. just... yeah, it's it's mm, it's weird. Yeah, I think it's I like a, it. I think I like it. Yeah. Okay, I think it's alright. Yeah. Nice, Lucy. <laughs> how's your yes. beer? Yeah, mine is much more straightforward than uh, Alex's. Um... <laughs> It, on the on the nose, you're getting like caramel and orange and hmm. and a bit of uh, pineyness on it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that just continues into the taste. It's 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 not sweet, which is good um, because I was thinking just the smell of it, it smells quite malty. It's probably going to get a lot of that caramel. You are getting a bit of caramel in the taste, mm. but it's balanced well by you know bitterness. That's you know, still sitting on my palate um, from like the pineiness and the hops. So, yeah, it's it's well balanced. It's there's not really much to say about it. It's not it's not as quite involved as <laughs> Alex's beer. It's just it's just a standard like West Coast IPA, like fruity and then leading into bitterness, well balanced. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's completely hazy. It's got like orange. I'd say very light amber colour. Um but yeah, it's it's not quite hoppy, it's quite soft as well. Um the micro IPA was far hoppier than this, so it's it's very easy drinking. It's almost like okay. like more juicy rather than like, you know, getting that effervescence from off the hops. So yeah. you know it's going down quickly. But yeah, it's a nice beer, but honestly not much to say about it. No, there's no sort of, uh, there's no like dankness to it at all. It's, it's yeah, I'd say that it's it's got a bit of dankness to it. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's kind of what you would want a little more of from like a West Coast IPA. I think a little bit of dankness mm. in there as well, to sort of to show that it's a bit more kind of hop forward. Yeah, uh, and they're really kind of like pushing that. But uh, you know, it's an interesting one. If it's a, they said West Coast IPA, but they say West meets East. On the back. I, don't I don't know, know what they're on about. Yeah. Or whether yeah, that's actually possibly. To do with beer. <laughs> I, I think it's just West Coast. Like, yeah, I, I, it says West Coast IPA. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's slightly dank. Um, it, it's one of those where it's, where I've had a lot of like, oh, this is like a US style IPA or, or something like that, and it is just all malts and like. Mm barely any hot and it's just that overwhelmingly like malty and caramel sweet kind of flavor um yeah. this like even from the aroma and the initial taste you think it's going towards then but um that pininess on, on the back just saves it from being like that 
like cheap styles, like um, like kind of taking on like a West Coast IPA. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's all right. You know, okay. it's, it's it's just a standard beer from Simon. Mm. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Mm. Um, so the Cloudwater and who is it against the grain? I think yes. Yes, against the grain collaboration beer, um, mm. with the stupid name. You're definitely, <laughs> yeah. HTTP. Oh, getting like... a lot of sweetness on the nose, like instantly hit by it. Um, and there is that, um, that kind of that that slight fruitiness to it as well, which this suggests at least on the back of the can that it's plum. Um, mm. I'm not sure I would be able to pick out that it was plum alongside those um those kind of like that sweet caramel sort of note to it but it's a very nice very enticing kind of nose to it and it's a you know it's a little bit lighter than than alex's beer it is definitely more of a brown mm. ale yeah uh, more of like a traditional sort of ale. it's got a little bit of a little hint of red to it yeah. as well when it's right under the light um oh that is nice it's, I mean, it kind of does follow the style of, uh, you know, like a brown ale, but it is a lot lighter. It doesn't mm. have that thickness to it. It's very, very uh, wet in its kind of uh, mouthfeel, but it does then just dry you kind of right out. And the nose and the flavour do link up very nicely. Mm-hmm. You're getting those those sweet notes and that plum kicking in massively in the in the taste and kind of not overbearing but it is what sort of pushes through quite a lot in the actual flavor itself but it's backed up then by that sweet kind of getting a bit more caramel than kind of toffee but it's backed up by that that sweetness in there as well which i assume is what the malts are doing that that sweet caramel and the toffee as they say kind of pushing through in there um i mean it's super super light it's, it's a big flavor but it's very, very. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word thin because it's, it's not. Hmm. But it is not edging on you know your standard or what we would kind of class as like that cloud water viscous yeah. nature to it. It has a a lightness to it, a, a slightly wetter, thinner mouthfeel mm-hmm. to it than than I was kind of expecting. Uh, at least from kind of like a brown ale. I suppose that's maybe why they say it doesn't fit a. A typical style mm. um, that they've gone kind of you know midway between a few different things that are going on um, does explain the crazy name as well mm. let's just break with all tradition and come up with this <laughs> <nonsense place. laughs> just call it something really fucking random just completely <laughs> out there. Um, you do get that smokiness to it as well which picks up towards the end i think it said bourbon barrels and you're you are getting maybe a hint a very very light hint of uh of that kind of like that woodiness that you'd maybe get from like a barrel aged uh, mm-hmm. beer or like a barley wine or something like that there is that very slight i know it's saying a lot of sweet from the camera there's a very slight mm. sweetness as well which is maybe those bourbon barrels kind of giving you that wood smoke and that light sweetness just continuing on through perhaps mm-hmm. uh, i mean almost almost no bitterness but it kind of dries the mouth and there is it's not a bitterness but it just i think it's the smokiness maybe just lingers a little bit longer than everything else which almost 
makes it feel like it's slightly bitter. Uh, hmm. Whereas it's it, it's not, you know, not getting that on the flavour at all, not getting that kind of like as it evolves, but just as it dries, you're like, oh, there's this that like little tongue tingle that you kind of think is maybe you know, a remnant of a slight bitterness, and your mind thinks back and like, is there a little bit of bitterness in there? Maybe there is a little bit of bitterness in there. No, it's the smoke. Oh no, but is it? Is there some bitterness in there? And my mind's just going like, what is this beer? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. But it is yeah, good. Yeah. Ah, tired oh. of what we're doing the thing. I haven't had a beer from them in ages. Like that. I, I don't know. Have they come out with new stuff recently? I don't well, even know. Well, I mean, so uh, what did this say? It was a series of collaborations mm. um, from their friends and family uh, and beer festival. Mm -hmm. I think this was the seventh collaboration. Uh, and mm -hmm. they've had ones with, uh, is it like Other Half, which I think was a double IPA, if not a triple IPA. And a few other people, uh, you know, looking on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff, seeing a lot of people drinking the same Cloudwater beers. And these are these collaboration beers that they've kind of like been bringing out. Um, mm. They've still got their, is it their A18 series? Is it A18? Um, I, don't they... know. I don't even know if I've heard that. Mm. 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 So they did the series, which was, they kept one of the ingredients the same and then changed a load of stuff around it. Um, I can't remember. Was it the yeast that they were using, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I don't drink enough <laughs> Nobody beer. Nobody knows, yeah. Or I drink too much beer to actually remember. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's more like <laughs> <laughs> So, with that revelation yes. about my life, mm. let's see. What topic <clears throat> have you got for us this week? Uh, I, I'm going to bring a topic to the table uh, um, for the first time. Because uh, the games that I've played, I don't think I've going to go into them too much, but yeah, I 100%ed Yoshi's uh, Crafted World, oh, yeah. the main game. Yeah, really charming. Um, fun. The challenge is in there if you want to get that 100%. It's nothing overwhelming, but yeah, like collecting everything. It requires you to go through the levels like probably too many times than you, that you'd want to, but you know, it's right. just so charming and like good looking and the music's awful, but um, you know, so, <laughs> so unlike the fifth time you're going through a level, you know, mute it and listen to a podcast. But yeah, it's, it's really chill. I just needed like a chilled out game to like play over the last couple of weeks. And that was it. Yeah. yeah Yoshi's nice. crafted world and um, late to the party, but I played and finished Axiom Verge, which is a very good game. Um, yes, it's because I was watching Super Metroid, um, like AGDQ um, or just GDQ games done quick. Did a hundred percent speed run of Super Metroid because it's like the twenty fifth anniversary recently, and just like halfway through watching that, it's like God, I need some Metroid in my life. <laughs> I was like, just give me any Metroid, just hook it to my veins, and I was just like, okay, got Axiom Verge. Still haven't played that. It's on my Switch. Yeah, really good. Yeah, music's mm. all right. Gameplay's like tight. It feels good. Um, yeah. Not all of the guns are that great, and I wish they had signposted where you have to go more often. Um, so in the end, I just ended up looking up at a, gu a guide on where to go next, um, and that probably brings me to my topic. Ooh. Is it's been ravaging the internet about. Games and their difficulty. And... Ah, nice, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> um, preface it with a sigh, but um, 
people I, th- I think i think the whole debate came about um with sekiro uh, yeah. which is for anyone who doesn't know is one of the blood souls born games from from software and people are having a hard time with it and i think somewhere down the line um you know different options was conflated with accessibility mm-hmm. and then a whole other like kind of internet troll came out after that like no we don't want you know easy games because we're the gamers tm um you know <laughs> and then people were like maybe this should be easier for accessibility and then an other just complete other kind of asshole came out and just like no no you shouldn't be able to play the games if you have any kind of disability or you know stuff like that but yeah i just wanted to open up the floor to you two i think <laughs> to well just share how you feel about not just you know games with easy settings but the whole you know i'm not even going to talk about accessibility because it's like it's, it's an obvious one yes more people should be able to play games but just about the whole ease um and options and um like if it messes with creative intent and stuff like that Mm. Mm. Alex, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go first. Bring me the easy mode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a child. I have a job that I work shifts on, so my gaming time is quite limited. Mm-hmm. Bring me that easy mode every single time now. Yeah. I played the last game. I played on normal. Historically, I've played most games on. Normal. I played yeah. Spider Man on normal. Then after that, everything else has been cranked down to the lowest difficulty possible. Um, <laughs> because, as I may have already mentioned, I play games which are far too big for my time allowance. Yeah. Uh, things like Assassin's Creed, I want to enjoy that world. I want to enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting into fights that I can't win, then I need to be able to just enjoy the story. That That's it. Yeah. I've played Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed... The easiest level possible, and I'm absolutely loving it. When I turn it on, I know I'm not going to be banging my head against a brick wall. Now I've got no issues with people that want to play Soulsborne, uh, Souls, or Bloodborne, or whatever, or Sekiro, because they can enjoy that. Mm. Those games aren't for me anyway. I don't like grindy sort of games. Mm. I don't like games where I have to keep reloading and going back. Even down to something like Oli Oli, when I used to mm. play yeah. that. Yeah. That, yeah. that. That's a real Dark Souls game. But the reload on that was so quick. Yeah. It sort of became nature to just hover my finger ready to reload. <laughs> After you fall expecting the failure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, this is, I don't know why I put myself through it. Um, <laughs> like Lucy said, the accessibility argument's a complete mute point. Mm. It needs to be accessible. And I think any developer that's working on something take these into account from the very beginning. So it's not even a question for the creative direction. Yeah. You need to work around the people that you're aiming your game at. And if mm-hmm. I think if you choose to make a creative decision that excludes another group of people, then you need to seriously question your position in the industry. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. that simple. It needs to be at the absolute core of everything that you do, is making sure that people can enjoy what you're creating. If what you're creating is, is behind a gate, if you're gatekeeping your game mm-hmm. from a group mm-hmm. of people, regardless of what group of people it is, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Really think if this is the place for you to be working. Yeah. And I think for the rest of us, I don't play those games. Uh, I probably still wouldn't play those games, even if they had an easier mode there for accessibility purposes, because it's not my bag. 
And even with the accessibility marks activated, they're still going to be challenging because that is a mm. function of the gameplay. It's yeah. just the level of challenge. While you've got your internet trolls who think it needs to be this level of difficulty, they're not applying the relevance factor that that level of difficulty can be really easy for the standard player, but still as difficult as the high level for somebody who's um, who, who needs that accessible mode to work with. And I, I just, I, it's, it's a non, it's yeah, a non discussion really as far is. as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the creative direction. Fine. I can, but I think I'm getting much enjoyment out of the games that I'm playing now for having that easy mode. The fact mm-hmm. that I can turn it on, I can make progress and then I can go and do the rest of my life around it rather than yeah. turn it on, play for an hour, get nowhere and then hate the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I couldn't have said it better to be honest, as you say, moot point about the accessibility, but yeah, like I think some people were just like, you know, it, it seems to people think it seems to dilute their like enjoyment or like um, engagement with the game if there's just the option of an easy mode. And it's like, no, because most people play on normal, but it's always good to you know offer options. I think that's what you know more you know creators and developers want to have like options for people. Like look at Celeste. I mean, I didn't have any of the you know. I think I think it's called like accessibility modes or whatever like um, yeah, yeah. modifiers that they that they had on that game, but and yeah, I wanted to do that, but knowing that people finish that game without like maybe not even dying, I had like I don't know, like just floated their way through the game. It's like that doesn't bother me or my experience. It's like great, you managed to see like one of the best games in the last ten years and one of the best platformers and. An amazing story and it's like it doesn't take anything away from the experience so yeah i mean i don't know i think Maybe it's just a stupid topic because it's like it's just a stupid i mean conversation. it is but we've 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 got people who kind of and i know it, it is a little bit of gatekeeping but i know matt Thompson, um who is the developer of celeste came out on twitter mm. essentially saying look this is what i put into my game to make it more accessible it's not just about making um, subtitles slightly bigger for people to be able to read them Mm. or making a like colorblind mode yes those things really help some people and Mm. are accessible options but actually i put in an additional jump so you know in celeste you've got Mm -hmm. one jump and a dash and you're done but actually there's an option to be able to put on a second jump and yes that makes the game easier but it opens it up to a hell of a lot of people if you don't want the game to be easier don't turn it on. Yes. <laughs> but there were, I mean, I saw some arguments of people saying, this game really helped me. And I think if I'd have turned on those easy modes, it wouldn't have helped me as much. So the people who played it in easy didn't experience the same game as me. It's like, no, you're right. They didn't experience the same game as you. They experienced hmm. the game that they experienced. You shouldn't take away from that experience. You know, yeah. if someone's bashing their head against the wall constantly, they're just going to put it down. And they're never going to play again. You know, there's so many games out there. There's so many things. And not just games. There's so many forms of entertainment vying for your attention that why would you just constantly smash your head against a boss or whatever you're looking for? Some people want to do that. Some people Mm -hmm. want that challenge. But they're the kinds of people that have six hours a day 
to be able to do that and to be able to get good and you know all the fucking shit around all of that fucking yeah. stuff. So I, I think you know we're all coming from this from an, uh, a very similar kind of position. Like taking or putting in a, a, an easy mode is a little bit maybe different to kind of like accessibility options, but mm -hmm. there is a little bit of a bleed through between kind of like the two of them in terms of. You put on some accessible options, it makes it a little bit easier, that's fine. But you don't need to put them on. If you don't want to experience the game in that way, you don't have to. If you want to play, you know, we talked about Wolfenstein 2. And about, yeah. was it Wolfenstein 2? Or was it just Wolfenstein, where it had the absurd yeah, difficulty too. settings, and actually normal <laughs> was really fucking hard. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, like, and, a, lot had, like, of, a lot of that game, seven. I dropped down the difficulty Yeah, it had like six point. or seven different difficulty yeah. settings. Yeah, don't uh, they clearly knew that they'd made it a little bit hard, and actually they needed those different intervals, because... Because, you know, they any game could have a hundred intervals of difficulty settings, because... Alex, you play a game differently to me. Lucy, you play a game differently to both of us. We're better at different things. You know, we could all go and play Celeste and play them in slightly different ways. Our timing will be very different. Maybe one of us needs a slightly different setting. Maybe, you know, we don't. And it, 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 there's so many different intervals of people who need different levels of things. Mm. To even just boil it down to easy, normal, hard is still going to be a bit upsetting for some people because some people are going to play hard and they're going to breeze through it and they go oh <laughs> yeah right. and you know it's why I think games like the last of us brought in uh like super hard mode a grounded mode you know mm. uh, why that followed the game on because people played that game and went i want to play this again i i want more of a challenge than hard mode has given me yeah. and no one complained that a hard mode had been put into a fucking oh, game god no no no, no one at all. <laughs> uh, and again, this is why we have achievements and trophies and things. If you have beaten the game on the hardest mode possible, hooray! There you you go. have got some kind of signifier that tells everybody your social status in the gaming TM world. Um, I mean, just I'm a real gamer. Really. Yeah, fuck I know. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's like, come on, people. Like... I, mean, uh, I, I, know, I try and take everyone's views into account, of course, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just fucking yeah. Laugh. yeah, and yeah, it, it just, it just, I mean, that was crazy enough. And when people were like, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't have an accessibility mode," I'm just like, "Oh my god, really?" Like it, it, even something as stupid as that, I have like I have really bad motion sickness, and it's getting mm. worse. As I get older, so I can't even watch people play like third-person games now because even that sets me off sometimes. Really? Yeah. So like, um, like first-person games, it's like I just immediately go into the settings. It's like, can I turn the head bob off? The head. Can I? Yeah. Why do you? Why do people? And just why do such a thing? Why would you do? And um. You know, limit the field of view. Uh, put a reticle on. It's like well, I think last. I think probably the occupation was probably the last first-person game that I played. But yeah, you could just like turn the head head bar off and like motion blur and stuff like that. And it's like thank you. This is like the basic, most basic settings. Like like you know, just like as you said, like making the text more readable, in, like mm. bigger text. It's like just small things like that can just make a massive difference for people because yeah. like some games I, I just don't play because you know if they don't have any of those settings i just don't play them it's like i don't get to experience them and it's like it sucks but um 
I think FO one, uh the occupation white paper games is previous game, I yeah. stopped playing because of that exact reason. So Yeah, I did as well actually. Mm. But it's so yeah, it's like I don't know why it, next consoles next uh, I know we're building towards that Xbox came out with that adaptive controller and mm. you know and you know there's there's options to remap buttons like in lots of games now like Yoshi you could change the button layout and Axiom Verge it just gave you it's like what, what do you want this button to be what you know just minute you know you know really granular like changes in um but you know input layout and stuff like that but it's like I think we're getting there but it's like hopefully this won't be a discussion in like 10 years time hopefully mm. it's like yes we've tried to cater to everyone obviously there's going to be like some edge cases that you can't account for but you know stuff like the adaptive controller i think that's you know a pretty good um cover for a lot of things but very much yeah mm. yeah but i, I so think hopefully, it's, there's, well, there's, you know there are so many different uh disabilities and yes, people yeah. have very different levels at everything that they experience that mm -hmm. an adaptive controller is absolutely fantastic but it is not a catch-all for for no, everything yeah. it's kind of it's not just like i mean it's it's absolutely brilliant that it has been brought out and it's mm. gonna it's gonna allow a lot of people a lot more control yeah. over what they're getting and, and a lot more enjoyment over what they're getting as well but there are other people that you know and they, they look at these things and go well an adaptive controller kind of maybe doesn't work for me there's other things that will come in from the like mm. developer level. So, you know, like Celeste putting in the additional jump or games that put in mm -hmm. like colorblind modes and things like that, which will also help them. And it, it's, there is a, a positive trend in the industry of moving mm -hmm. towards those sorts of things. And Sekiro has mm -hmm. put in an easy mode uh, on, their, on their PC version, yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know whether it's come to everything else yet, but uh, last I heard it, it comes to, come to their PC version, they put in an easy mode. So That's nice. they at least have listened yeah, and any kind of argument that it was against the creative vision, they've kind of dialed back on and gone. Okay, people want to experience their game. Actually, if we had, say, I don't know, I've no idea how many games sold under the Soulsborne sort of thing, but if we had, say, four million copies of Bloodborne sold, and it's a hard game, and actually only five hundred thousand people finished that game, because yeah. we know, because we have trophies we can chart this sort of thing we know that five hundred thousand people so a certain percentage of our people uh, of, of game buyers finished that game mm -hmm. really we want everyone who's bought that game to finish that game so yeah what could we do to make that better for people and maybe they looked at the numbers of sekiro and went fucking hell we've sold a lot of this game is it going to be the same sort of thing that only maybe 10 15 percent of our players actually get through to the end we want people to play this game through we want people to experience the entire game let's mm -hmm. let's put in an easy mode you know and again is that that will boost numbers for people because people will suddenly go okay this is a game i was sticking away from i certainly have thought in the last like week or so about picking mm. sekiro up um not just because people have sort of said uh you know it's it's much more of a tenshu sort of spiritual successor than it is mm. uh like a soulsborne game but because i know that the same as you alex i haven't got the time to put into a game like that I need something I can, that I want to experience, but that maybe I can kind of experience a little bit quicker. And, you know, 
putting in an easy mode and allowing you to maybe jump between difficulties during your gameplay. So actually, I can play the game on normal, and suddenly I've spent like an hour on a boss, and I'm like, I just want to get past this boss. Drop it down a difficulty level, yeah. get past that boss, bump it back up, try yeah. to play the rest of the game, and then at some other point, you know, the, the, the level of progression through that, you've got to drop it back down again. It's, it's, it's kind of, as you say, it's almost a... We've conversed about this for a little bit now, but it's a, it's almost like a non-conversation. Why wouldn't you do these things yeah. to make more people play your game? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, if it is like creative vision, why do you want to make the game hard? Then how many people have seen that creative vision all the way through if it is just that hard? Like, I've, I've wanted to, like, play Bloodborne just for to look at the grotesque monsters and experience yeah, yeah, the story, yeah. but there's no way in hell that I'm ever going near that game I don't like being punished <laughs> in gaming or in any parts of life. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like some people how love it. <laughs> Behave. That's why you've been building your sex dungeons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I, I'd love to experience that, just that like Lovecraftian, like weird, messed up world. But I, just in most games, it's like. If I've done this and I succeeded at this, if I killed this this boss or this, you know, or I completed this level or cleared out this room, don't punish me and make me do it again. I've proved mm. that I can do it. Mm. Don't make me do it again. So, yeah. And I like games where you can just switch the difficulty on the fly. I don't like, oh, you, you want to put it on easy mode? Okay, you have to play easy for the rest of the game or you have to play hard for the rest of the game. You have to start a new game to change it. So, like, allow me the option. Yeah, yeah completely, completely. I've um, I know uh, the Surge is a like a Soulsborne esque type mm. game, and yes. uh, it's free on PS Plus. And I think it's the game I'm going to um to install this weekend and and play a little bit of. Yeah, and I just cool. hope it's maybe a little bit more you know accessible uh than trying people. to just start up like fucking Dark Souls Two or something like that. So. We shall see. I'll probably talk about that one next week, maybe. If I've actually mm. had some time to put into it. Yeah. Put easy mode in Hollow Knight so Ben can play it. <laughs> Mate, it's those fucking three uh, the women. The fucking yeah. throne women. Even just yeah, playing the first one's just too hard. Too hard, mate. Fast. Yeah, I, I, th I think it's because I just go into like a... um. A stupor when playing like Hollow Knight because it is apparently it's hard. I didn't find it hard, but it I think nails. <laughs> I, I, I played it for about two hours and had yeah. to roll over. I was done. <laughs> over, sorry, yeah. but that's the thing. It's like I don't find like some platformers hard just because I'm okay at them. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm good because I'm okay at them, but yeah, like. Throw in an easy mode into Hollow Knight. Let people play it and experience it. It's well, uh, completely. And again, I was playing Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, the remastered version, um, through mm. the single-player campaign on Veteran. Yeah, uh, I've done that. I played the game before. I know what to experience. I'd actually been playing multiplayer and really enjoying it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do the, the first bit, which tells you the difficulty that you should do it through. And I was like a couple of seconds off beating the or getting the the you know the the, the highest score 
mm-hmm. you have that that soap currently that soap has and um, i'm like right i'll just do this a little bit and then when i actually did it it's like you should play this game through on virtual i'm like okay <laughs> that seems fair i'll try that out and yeah. you know and i was just i was breezing through it for about half of the game and suddenly i get up to that like chernobyl mission yes. and you get through and you move through the level and suddenly you're at that like standoff by the ferris wheel yeah and they just keep coming and keep i remember coming, keep that coming. being notoriously battered. difficult yeah. and i put the game down and i haven't picked it back up again and i think that's the, the danger of harder elements or harder places in games that you just put it down and you just don't come back yeah you never it get that with true. farming simulator <laughs> <laughs> one bad one bad crop and you you're done <laughs> no bad crops all your animals so die. <laughs> <laughs> no pestilence here uh, alex you've got a third beer what i certainly have yeah. i have so after our conversation about getting to dublin i have the freedom of movement Black oh, Lager, in collaboration <laughs> with Boundary. Uh, Black Lager? Yeah. Snake bite. It was at the front of the fridge. Uh, <laughs> These are this some weird beer beers. This <laughs> is a positive celebration of the concept that protects the basic right of individuals to travel. Freedom of <sighs> movement. Which is the product of freedom of movement between Sligo Island and Belfast in Northern Ireland. Dark German lager that balances roasted yet smooth coffee-like malt flavours. Enjoy moderate hot bitterness and a dark chocolate palette to the finish. It is uh, a 4.5% and there is a gorgeous design on the can. A map of Northern Ireland. Mm. Any of that will be visible in oh, there. Yeah. Nice. Cool. That is a really a lot of nice detail. Yeah. Yeah, you so don't need a passport to drink this beer then. I'm all right. I'm in. I'm in Scotland. We'll be independent soon, anyway. <laughs> and I'll be moving right up. There. I've got Scottish. I did see. The, I think when you mentioned because I said you know you, uh, it was a, a collaboration with Boundary. Yeah. Who was? I think I spoke over you as you mentioned the the, the brewer. Who was it? Uh, it is. It's a White, W. White Hag. Yeah. White Hag Brewing Company. They make some good beers. Wonderful mm. design as well. Mm. I think all of the White Hag beers white hag beers i've had have been through beer 52 oh yeah they obviously have a good you know relationship what? with them i might that might be the case for me as well yeah boundary I, I like some of their beers as well oh there's the chocolate from the last one <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this is this is nice this is this is a, it's, a, it's a lager and you can tell by the fact that it's just air Barber dark side bubbling through yeah. it. It's very dark again, but there's definitely chocolate sitting there in the background. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever had a black lager. Black mm. IPA, no, obviously. I don't think I... no, but... That is that doesn't taste like a lager at all. That tastes mm. like an ale. That is a yeah. really good lager. It is just the carbonation I think that sets it apart as a lager and that's it. Yes. Yeah. It's really good. There's is very little that... on the nose. Yeah. Because and it looks like a like stout or porter, like it mm. looks like yeah. It's light. It's very light. Mm. Um, so it's not got the same sort of viscosity as as a stout or a porter. Yeah. But the flavour profile is definitely there. It does taste like an ale. Uh, there's mm. it's quite hoppy. Yeah. And there's definitely a chocolate left on your tongue at the end of at the end of a sip. It's really good. That 
really like that's that. T- that sounds good. Like, I want this beer now. Like, <laughs> cause, cause, so I love like black IPAs. Like, because you're yeah. getting like the best things of like an IPA and a stout in one beer. It's like that is happy really marriage. Slisted. Uh, water, barley, hops, and yeast. Yeah. <laughs> that is what is in this. There is nothing. That's the problem exciting. with the beer fifty two cans. They don't really give you much. They don't tell you a lot. Should we see what Untapped says? About yeah. Ooh, there might idea. be a little bit more in there. Hmm. Probably some in the Ferment magazine as well. Probably give you some. Yeah. But, yeah. I think on, on Untapped, occasionally when you open up Ferment and it says, mm. you know, it has that little wheel, doesn't it? And says yeah. this beer is X number of hoppy or this, 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 and this. And then they do give you a description. I think that description is, is usually on Untapped mm. as well. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing is the same as back. Okay. A uh, little bit of weak. Uh, some of the reviews, a little bit of weak, dark, inoffensive, <laughs> and <laughs> the tags, the, the the taste tags which are on there: dark, bitter, thin, full, and gassy. So <laughs> pretty much everything I've already said. Yeah, yeah. It's quite it's quite it's, difficult yeah. to put into words. It's it's a good lager. Has it got that it's slight? Because a lot of lagers, or a lot of um, so like German lagers, have got that slight dankness to them. So you know, we talk about like a dankness when you're having like a hoppy beer, but actually, there's mm. that slight weediness, it's like that you have with something slight. like a Bex mm. or you know, mm. a couple of the, the the German sort of lagers. There's just that little bit of mouth puckering kind of weedy dankness to them right at the very end there is a very slight mm. but i think the chocolate balances that out quite a yeah. lot yeah nice uh, yes yeah, definitely an offset that's that's good I'll, i'd get that one again yeah Ooh, good stuff good good mm. a good third beer for you Alex. um so we're down to me for a topic Lucy, you've already de- you've already dealt us a heavier kind of topic. I was gonna, oh no, I'm gonna have to do it, aren't I? Because I haven't got anything else. Uh, so, EA, Star oh. Wars. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. EA and Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. EA have uh, a bit what of have news done that? lately <laughs> about their games, or at least the games that other people are making for them and they're they're publishing. Uh, we've had a few reports in Kotaku about uh, Anthem and the state of that game and what it was meant to be originally. We've had a report again in Kotaku from Jason Schreier about Dragon Age as well and maybe what the Dragon Age 4 game was going to be before it was scrapped mm. and was started again. And when I read those, I'm thinking, okay, okay, that's that's fine. These aren't really franchises that I'm that invested in i really hope nothing fucking happens to the star wars game from respawn that is coming out (laughs) so i saw on uh the duck hunters facebook page um uh was posted a tweet from something called the quartering i don't know what that is but okay they've said new video so it's someone who makes videos an insider working on star wars jedi fallen order reached out to me with information around microtransactions and mismanagement around the game. And his uncle works for Nintendo. So so here we go. So it says, we're getting the Anthem treatment. Yikes. And then he shares the the, the video. So uh, I kind of wanted to kind of talk around the idea of like, what could they actually do to this game? Is it like it's meant to be a single player game? 
What 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 can they get? What can they get wrong? It's microtransactions. What can they get wrong? You have to pay pay for an easy mode. Fifty p for colorblind mode, like yeah. Like I know they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll just be fine. Yeah. It's just Dragon gonna Age is a is a single player <laughs> game. Like Mass Effect Andromeda is a single player game. I can understand like the idea behind like microtransactions in things like Anthem and stuff like that. They want to monetize that as much as possible. Uh, obviously, games like um, Shadow of Mordor, as it should have been called, uh, rather than Shadow of War, had the whole like you've got to grind as much as possible. Oh no, just pay to breeze through and not have to grind as much as everybody else mm. what what the fuck could they actually do to a star wars game like pay 50p to have a lightsaber otherwise you've just got a force push everyone like I, I don't i don't understand what the fuck they could do to actually fuck this up they will find a way it's the end <laughs> they, they, they are the experts at money problem is the game is going to be better than 90 percent of the games that people want to release so discounting the fact that the majority of those games never ever make it to our console stores yeah but it's going to be better than most games it's going to be worse than a lot of the games it's going to charge 7.5 yeah exactly that it's going to look it's going to look good it's going to look good it's going to have lightsabers the story will just be like alright well that was something It'll be canon, yeah. which is the key. Really? Yeah. Yeah, everything there is canon. Star oh, Wars. I hate this shit. I'm just going to go on a mini rant, but... Who cares <laughs> what canon is? It's like, it's all made up anyway. We Who care. Cares? We care. Nerds. Three pound for a non-canon playthrough. <laughs> it's like... Three, three pound where you can kill it's, Darth Vader in the... Yeah. The... <laughs> it's not like you're writing it into the history books. It's just... It's fiction. Who cares if it's canon or not? So, this is just a me thing where I just think like, it's so bloody stupid. People like ha like getting angry and hysterical because it's not canon or it is canon. It's like it's just a made-up story, you know. Take anything that I love. Okay, the um, the dinosaurs were actually robots. Cool. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaurs are actually robots. That makes it better, surely. <laughs> oh yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park were actually just animatronics. They weren't real. Cool. Put that in the next yeah. book. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can I can see the monetization. I can I can see it now. It's going to be recharges and things like that. You can pay fifty p to get your force bar refilled straight away, or you can pay fifty p to not have to go through a cutscene to transport through hyperspace. And it's going to be utter. But it's going to be things that people pay for, so they can speed run. They can yeah, say, "Oh, like I finish, I'll finish time, this yeah. game. I finish game in two hours." Well, uh, excuse my ignorance, but what is this game? Is this the respawn one? Yes, yeah, it's the respawn one. So it's, is it just it's meant a single, to be like it's it meant to be a single player experience? Oh, do we know anything about it? No, no, uh, we don't know anything well, about it apart from. Zampella at E3 last year went, "Yeah, it's called Jedi oh, yeah. oh yeah, and he was like, "Leave me alone." Yeah, essentially, <laughs> yeah. we're actually yeah. making Apex Legends at the moment, so just just leave us alone for a bit. And we'll fucking... yeah. I don't know. Did 
you don't really have like many like just single player. Is it going to be first person shooter? I guess. I have no idea. I have no I idea. Think it, oh, it's nobody knows anything based, about this. It? It's definitely going to be Jedi based. The fact it's called it's called Je- Jedi what? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Order. So right. the Jedi Order has fallen. So that will be the logical step. Is that it is force based? So they can charge you to get a faster refill on your horse bar. Yeah. I, 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 more, I, I, more midichlorians. I think it's because wasn't this <laughs> I don't understand that, but <laughs> yeah. most um, people who've seen the, the prequel trilogy don't understand it either. Right. <laughs> because um do we even know that if this is going to be first person? I mean, be third person? I don't I know. know. We've, seen, we've, seen, like, we've seen nothing from this game. Right, okay. I'll so I am not third. just ignorant. Okay. I would think it's third. So, uh, yeah, the. It could be like Uncharted or something. What was the. Is it the Visceral game? Mm-hmm. Um, was like a third person game. Which yes, um, is, is nothing to do with this game. Right. So, the third, the, the third person Visceral single-player Star Wars game that they were making, which has now all been disbanded and has been moved to, uh, like, EA Edmonton or something like that, they're, they're using assets from and they're completely changing. Fallen Order is meant to be a... It's, it's completely uh, not related, like, I would assume, development-wise, uh, to that game. So stuff that we have seen for um, whatever Visceral's game was going to be called cannot be used for this and i don't i don't think did, we have seen anything anything from this game when no. did ea acquire um respawn were they making the, they couldn't have been making this before because they wouldn't have had the star wars launch, no i would th- ooh, it would have been they, they commissioned the two games oh, didn't okay, they? They at the same them. time they bought them right um it's just good you know what? I know exactly what this game is. It's pod just racing. Infinite Warfare. Nice. No, it's, it's Mario Warf- Kart pod, pod racing. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It could be. If we don't know anything about oh, it, it's a VR like game. Who knows? The mushrooms and stuff. It's, yeah. But it's exactly, yeah. You could just throw your lightsaber behind you at people. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be like Infinite Warfare, but with, with, with more bright colours with the lasers. So first person battlefront. I yeah. think I think this game's gonna be more like Knights of the Old Republic. I think, I mean, uh I think it's gonna be similar to that in that it's gonna be decision based storytelling. Um Ooh. with quite limited action. It doesn't okay. really yeah. fit though with respawn's work. But I think no. that's, that's the style we're going for—a third-person, mm. um, very cryptic story base where you don't really know what's going on till the end. And therefore, they can charge you so much more for extra perks and things like that. And that's <laughs> where it's going. But that—that's where they're going to make the money. If you want to follow the light side, because after all, it's a fallen order. You want to follow the light side, but you can still get force lightning and look like a badass. Is it going to be like mm. Anthem? Is it just going to be Anthem? Or no, it's not multiplayer simulator. games. Single, yeah, just on your own. Experience. Anthem mm. on your own. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you should just make a fucking Iron Man game. I, I would have killed for Anthem. I, I never bought Anthem, but I was so excited to play Iron Man Simulator. <laughs> so you can in your PSVR very soon. Just, just <sighs> no, just um, <laughs> just play Crackdown. Free. It's much better. Yeah, I could do that, yeah. 
Everything with Terry Crews makes it a 10 out of 10, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, have just, I have just started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just started? Yeah. Just started, yeah. I, never, am, never so je- I am so jealous just of started, you. You've got a great journey ahead. <laughs> I think I'm six or seven episodes in. Oh, anyway. it's so it's very There's a lot of seasons as well. I didn't realise it went on for quite as, as long. And obviously it was oh, cancelled and has been picked up by someone else as well. So they've been renewed for another one as well. Yeah. I'm on about yeah, my yeah, 25th, 26th rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, that is my go-to-sleep show. I will watch that. I can't anyway. imagine Terry Crews is in Jedi Fallen Order, but oh, I do... so good. <laughs> I do get the vibe <laughs> that it might be a little bit Crackdown 3, that maybe it isn't a... You know that it's kind of third person, but pulled out a little bit, mm. and it is you just kind of going around doing what you want. I don't think it's maybe as, you know, like story driven as the visceral game was going to be, which is like yeah. headed up by Amy Hennig. Mm. Uh, you know, as you say, Alex, maybe it takes that more um, like Mass Effecty type route, and it is a bit more about like decision making and stuff like that. But uh, based on Respawn's previous games, you'd imagine that. It's gonna be a bit more shooty, shooty, jumpy, jumpy. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the ideal Star Wars game for me, because I really would like a nice, like, you know, single-player, story-driven Star Wars game. Even though yeah. I'm not really, you know, here or there with the overall franchise, but um, you'd have to play as an Ewok, and that would be my <laughs> ideal. <laughs> With before or after the battle, that's the key. Um, wherever the empire rock up, hmm, just you and the bodies in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No exposure to the rest of the galaxy. Yeah, I like happy Ewoks, not dead and slaughtered. Exactly, it ends on press A to. That's it. That's how it finishes. Because I, I love the Ewoks cartoons. Um, as a kid. That's the kind of stuff. <laughs> That's why I haven't played Battlefront. It's like you can't play as an Ewok. <laughs> I'm not playing this. Huh? You could shoot can... at the Ewok. I don't want to shoot an Ewok. I want to be an Ewok. <laughs> yes, so mate. I, I want. <gasps> I just thought the best idea: Ewok expansion in The Sims. Sold. Yeah. Right, right. Day one. You Pretty can live in a tree house. Order that as well. I would. <laughs> that would get... <laughs> That would get me through the door. <laughs> I would buy that expansion. I might, I might, I might like tweet at EA. Yeah. <laughs> EA, here's a yeah. good way to make money. Yes. Yeah, I mean, from does, one buyer. Does the Sims? Does the Sims page. allow you to have yeah. mods on Xbox? It doesn't, unfortunately. No. Oh. No. Ewok Village and the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a multi-million pound idea. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet it, yeah. Rather than, you know, playing the piano, you'd be like, I'm just gonna sharpen this spear. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Playing playing the stormtrooper. Oh helmet. my god, yeah, practice, be so cute. practice rolling at some slingshot <laughs> around my head. I think that's brilliant, because they have Star Wars stuff in like like costumes, don't they, in like Sims, so uh I haven't paid for those expansions. Mm. I would imagine they've got to. Yeah. Surely. So, so yeah. it's like so, Why yeah, have the like, license and not Ewoks. use it? Yeah, EA brought Star Wars and went, how can we put this in everything we own? Yeah, e- how many years of the license have they got left? Like four? 
Ewok, you know, village expansion. They have to do it. Yeah, they have to do no it. question. Why haven't well, they done it? Plants versus zombies versus Ewoks. <laughs> That's next as well. <laughs> so haven't um, you know? Everyone was talking about um, Disney taking the license away from EA and not putting Ewoks in everything. But um, haven't they just re-established um, like a gaming arm? They haven't called it Lucas Arts. They've called it like Lucas games or something like that i thought they were it actually turned out that they were just like i don't know consultants for whoever's developing east oh really so they are just like so there's just like five people who come under the heading like lucas games yeah essentially walk into every star wars based game and go no that's wrong it would be this you need to do this this is not the kind of right thing yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. because obviously george lucas you know there's the whole story behind um 1313 about how george lucas essentially went this game's now going to be about boba fett (laughs) (laughs) okay all right fine yeah and he just like sweeps in and decides (coughs) different things so disney now have that team brilliant Mm. That's useful. Tweet at them about Ewoks. They're the ones that clearly make the decisions. I'm gonna, now that I have this idea, there's nothing that's going to shake it now. <laughs> I want Dino Crisis to come back, and I want an Ewok village expansion in The Sims. And I'll die a happy woman. You may get those one day. <laughs> Hopefully you live a long life to actually see those things. Because <laughs> I think there might be a little way away. Uh, but one day... One day you'll see. Them. I'm sure someone will make my own Ewok village. Uh, exactly. You could do that. Them. You can do that. Yeah, I know how to program. Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> copy, copy and paste. The save as. <laughs> save as dot ps. Dot xbox one. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Done. Just be like a crappy yep. little JPEG of like me joining <laughs> Microsoft Paint. <laughs> you'll be That's a millionaire wild. overnight, mate. <laughs> Better than anyone's ever done before. Uh, so. That probably rounds up our topics and our discussions for this week. So, we come to our beers of the week. Um, I'm going to go from left to right. Lucy, you've had two mm. beers. Which was your favourite? Yeah, I mean, the Siren West Coast IPA, no biggie, was it was just that. It's no biggie. It's um, very standard, like, well-balanced IPA. Um, didn't really do much for me. It was a nice beer. I finished it quite quickly, but... Yeah, I think the winner today is definitely the Whiplash beer. I'm a yeah. massive fan of their beers. Um, they packed a ton of flavour into like 2.8% ABV beer. You know, it started off um, quite soft on the taste and the mouthfeel, but then the hoppiness um, came towards the end. Um, left that on your palate. Bitter, piney finish, nice and fruity, um, getting all those tropical citrus fruits flavour. Yeah, it's really good beer. So, Northern Lights Micro IPA. Nice. Nice. Good. Uh, Alex, you've had three beers. I I think I can guess which one it is. (laughs) Yeah, the the shocker one out of all three. Black Lager. Mm. Uh, From Northern Ireland. It was... It it is. It's still going. It's exceptional. It's really shocked me how good it is. The Mm. carbonation... It's definitely higher than with an ale, but it's not up there with most lagers, so it's okay. perfectly palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good beer. It is good. Um, 
the fact it seems to bridge the gap quite well between lager and ale just makes it all the better. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely get this one again if I see it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it sounded really like nice. a, an experiment that went right um, over the that. porter with juniper and spruce tips. It, yeah, it. maybe not next time. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too worry, too busy worrying if they, rather than thinking about whether they should. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely this one spot on. Really good. 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 Um, for me this week, it's a little bit difficult. Um, two beers that are very different styles. The final pulse from Wylam was a very good IPA, really nice, easily drinkable. Had a lot kind of going on in those tropical flavours. You know, as I said, it was nice and juicy, and then it just dragged that back down to a slightly, uh, a slightly duller, a little bit, tiny, tiny, little bit, sort of like not a sour but it kind of pulls those flavors back as a sour would mm. uh and just really nice you know like a melon forward kind of bit um the uh cloud water and against the grain stupid name beer um is is a really beautiful dark ale mm. that built a lot more as you drank it that it gave you a little bit more of that kind of like that bourbon barrel smokiness that you almost expect the alcohol burn but it isn't quite there because obviously there isn't that much alcohol in it so you don't get that burn but the flavor and the the, the mouthfeel still keep you up at that level uh, and i think maybe for that reason the cloud water against the grain beer kind of picks it this week just because it is it's complex and it is it's getting across a lot and doing it really well i mean the the, the wylam ipa is really nice it's a good ipa that i would drink again i just think the cloud water against the grain is maybe just that little notch above perhaps it's just that little bit more exceptional um just really well made and it's doing just doing a hell of a lot uh, yeah, it, it's not a beer that if you just want like juicy IPAs, it's not a beer for you. But if you like complex beers that are doing different things, and you like to explore different flavors and different tastes, and you want variety from your beers, it is kind of uh, like a, a a must buy, really. Um, you know, we've 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 seen a, a very slight resurgence. We were talking about it last week, like the idea of like the traditional uh, uh, ale or the kind of like the English ale. Is, mm-hmm. is kind of disappearing a little yeah. bit and uh, this cloud water is doing that but it's doing it on a, another level so it is definitely for me i would i would buy it again tomorrow if i was going to the bottle shop definitely nice. uh, it does suit maybe darker colder nights um and so maybe is you know a month a month late for me to kind of like be drinking it you know for anyone to drink it really but really good yeah, it sounds like there's a lot going on. With, yeah, make yeah. you think. Exactly, exactly. Makes you think. There yeah. we go. So, if you listener would like to talk to us, we are at tankedupcast at gmail dot com. No, tankedupcast dot. Oh, I don't fucking know what it is. Tankedupcast.gmail.com. <laughs> well, the deal is so at underscore cast on Twitter. I was going to do the email first. I'm like, no one fucking emails us. At tankedup <laughs> underscore cast on Twitter. Uh, are we at tankedup underscore cast on Instagram as well? We've been, we have been very, or um, no, it's just tankedupcast on Instagram. We're uh, good millennials. 
Yes, we're trying to be everywhere. It's not really working being everywhere, but we are almost everywhere. I am at Nova underscore 47, almost everywhere. Lucy, you are Juicy Loose 9. Almost everywhere. everywhere. Just everywhere now. Everywhere, everywhere now. Yeah, I've changed my legal name to Juicy Loose 9. <laughs> <laughs> and with PSN updates, I'm now changing my name to Lucy Juice 9. <laughs> Just to confuse everybody. Uh, Alex, I what are you, how do people get hold of you? Are you different things everywhere? So I, I tried. I tried. I'm Telly Alex on Twitter, Telly Alex on Xbox, and Telly hyphen Alex on PSN as of Ooh. about three hours ago. Yeah. Um, yes. Somebody stole my name. I, I nearly went for the who stole my name uh, suffix on, on the <laughs> nice. end of Telly Alex. I decided against that one. So yeah, Telly Alex on there. Uh, switch oh one one eight nine 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 eight eight one nine 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 one one nine seven two five. All oh, right, he's he's. he's <laughs> I was like, what? You know you. Uh, no, you want my switch code? I mean, I'm one of the other ones. It's not so yeah. <laughs> Standard response from all of us for the. I almost uh, the had a heart attack. I was like, who knows this <laughs> oh dear oh, obviously everyone should go to outoflives.net and look at all of the articles listen to all of the podcasts tanked up and glorious movie show that go out currently there's lots of articles that go out. we've got various reviews going up lee's written a load of stuff you should go and look at i've got Ooh. a review coming out next week at some point and i had a review as we mentioned in the last episode for islanders last week as well which is like a super meditative game. I almost talked about it this week. Go and read my review instead. Lazy, lazy, non-reading people. <laughs> I listen to things. I don't read them anymore. <laughs> That's it. Maybe we need to move into the medium where we don't do written reviews anymore. We just dictate and just release it as a, a podcast instead. Mm. People haven't got time to read things. That's what IGN do. I, they, know, they I suppose, do. yeah, with their video reviews, yes. No, they have, like, pod on podcasts... Uh service to like, like just people reading the review do they word for word yeah <gasps> all right oh, I it's one of the things that i really liked that waypoint have stopped doing it but waypoint right. used to do they would read the review or mm. read an opinion piece or an article about something like super prescient and yeah. then have like an hour conversation around it between a few of them right and they were brilliant i, I used mm -hmm. to love those podcasts more than the general like hey we've been playing these things let's talk about mm. them kind of podcast because they used to get like super deep dive into yeah things. they do they really do waypoint mm. doing good mm. stuff over there they always I wish do. i had yep. more time to listen to them only now and then catch an episode yeah. as we've said <laughs> none of us have time to do fucking Anything. No, and I'm not even working at the moment, and I don't have time to do anything. Because I, I, I end up just doing random stuff. Like um, today, I just started. I was like typed into Google old Lego magazines. <laughs> started looking at Lego catalogs from like 1998, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I was just like, do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I time for anything. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you have that time. You remember Aquazone? We can cool. all live vicariously through you. <laughs> so, yeah. Alex, have you got anything you'd like to finish on? Uh, I, I don't think I can beat old Lego catalogs. To be honest with you. So I'll, I'll just I'll just piggyback on that one. <laughs> yeah.
brilliant. So maybe I just need that hit of nostalgia in childhood. Yes, that's it. That's it. Mm. Watch Star Wars, mate. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a. <laughs> You know, Lego Star Wars. I think they're celebrating anniversary now. I had quite Are a they? few of those prequel sets. I don't know why, because it's like I've never <laughs> seen those films. <laughs> the uh, Lego cool. <laughs> Lego's always cool. Yeah. If you want to know more about Avengers Endgame, there's some Lego sets that came out or not didn't come out, but have been revealed. Oh, Give a little bit, maybe, oh. maybe about the sets. So for another thing to put on your chrome extension about blocking stuff don't fucking look at lego if you don't want to know anything about <laughs> oh, the new avengers sorry, game. chrome extension that changed uh sjw to skeleton and i was seriously considering down <laughs> <laughs> and then just super skeleton. confused the whole time yeah 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 brilliant <laughs> sjw just gets changed to human <laughs> yes brilliant. yes yeah the human said this <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, with that, for another week, we have been tanked up. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Ciao, ciao. from a deal across the <laughs> pond. He's frozen in a block of ice. You can't say ciao. <laughs> you just can't wait until that Star Wars game is out, so he just froze himself like Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Colorado right now. Just like this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for it. <laughs>